drug. Donnie, you're out of your element. Dude, the Chinaman is not the issue here. So who, who? Jeff Lebowski, the other Jeffrey Lebowski, the millionaire. That's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. Plus, he has the wealth, obviously, and the resources, uh, so that there's no reason, there's no fucking reason why his wife should go out and no money all over town, and then they come, and they pee on your fucking rug. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Yeah, but... Okay, then. <clears throat> that rug really tied the room together, did it not? Fucking A. This guy peed on it. Donnie, please. You know, this is the fucking guy. I could find this fucking Lebowski guy. His name is Lebowski? That's your name, dude. This is the guy who should compensate me for the fucking rug. His wife goes out and owes money all over town and they pee on my rug? They pee on your fucking rug? They peed on my fucking rug. That's right, dude. They peed on... This is Gutterballs. The Lebowski Deepcast. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Stoner bowling movie, period piece, western. Providing insight. Why is the half and half everywhere? It was open. Commentary. Got my half and half in the bowling ball. I'm going home. And conjecture. Did they have bowling in the Old West? That's one for the canon of the history of film. And now, Gutterballs. So you know that based on some feedback that we got from the listener, I thought it was important to go buy the Blu-ray. This goes back to episode one. We've had some issues that we couldn't really fully explore without a higher quality version of the film. Netflix just wasn't cutting it anymore. No. And I had the DVD, but Honestly, that wasn't cutting it either. Just the resolution wasn't there to see. Sometimes we're looking at text in the background, and I just needed to be able to get in into those details. So I bought the Blu-ray. I bought the Blu-ray. It's worth it. Picture is sharp. Sound is good. There's some extra features, which I haven't fully explored. Some of them seem completely ludicrous. Others are going to be interesting. Um, But the reason I bring that up, at least initially, is you... We were talking before we recorded, and I told you I was going to buy this Blu-ray. And you said that you were... (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason I bring it up. Yes. And you had texted me and said, I... Something, I... Change my setup to eliminate the Van Nuys from yes. my recording. I want him to get rid of Van Nuys. It's that Which, simple. To think that that could you could be picking that, that's a damn fine microphone to be picking that up from where you are, you know, thousands of miles away. <laughs> Pretty good. Exactly. So I'm anyway. I see. I feel your concerns about uh, getting the mic placement right. Because if you're picking up Van Nuys from, uh, you know, central Pennsylvania, yeah. you got to take all care. But here's and a Van weird Nuys, thing. Is that in the L.A. area? Right. Yes. And here's so like why I bring that up. Because in Lost Highway, when Patricia Arquette as Mr. Eddie's woman drops the car off and she goes over to call the cab, 
Could I have the number for Van Nuys Cab? That's all. All right. So there's another Lynch connection. Another connection. I don't know if there was a connection before, but... Well, we, we meant... We, we, we bring Lynch. Them up. Yeah. It's we, a subtopic. Right. It's a subtopic. I think it's good to sometimes branch out a little bit. But that's... A little bit of patter with non... Right. Directly Lebowski. 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 Topics. Like... So have you seen Lynch on Louis C.K. yet? No, because I have to... You admonished me to, first of all, not watch just his scenes. Watch the whole yeah. episode. But then you said, just you have to watch the whole season. So I can't do that. It's not available to me without spending right. $32. I don't know if I'm that committed to it. All right. Just watch his scenes. The only reason I said watch the whole thing, which was watch the whole episode... Well, I'm going to, but it's probably going to be a Netflix, you know. The whole episode is probably on Hulu. Hulu has, like, the last five episodes. I looked. I didn't see it there. You have to have Hulu Plus? It's web Plus? only. You have to be looking on your computer. You cannot oh, look okay. on no. your... Like, if you look on the iPad... It won't show up? It'll say web only. At least that's what it did last time. Who knows? They could change the interface it, around. It didn't show up, but I was probably doing it wrong. And maybe you weren't spelling it with... You were spelling with the I-S. Maybe. Yeah, or doing that. Who knows? Doing something yeah, stupid. But, uh, I mean, you could just... Sure, watch just his clips on YouTube. The only reason I said is because there's, like, stuff leading up, like, the scene. It depends. Yeah. I don't know if the YouTube thing includes just where Lynch is on or, like, the stuff immediately preceding that. Here that is, is important because he plays up. And I just don't want to ruin it to you. Don't, you just, just don't say anymore. See, Here's what I did. See. Here's what I did. I did start, start to watch it. I... I Turned it on, and I think it was on YouTube, because Louis C.K. tweeted, like, here's the Lynch scenes. There's two or three of them. I don't know. But I clicked on... I didn't want to do it, because, you know, you had given me the rules, but I was like, I, I got to do it. But I clicked on it, and I watched about two seconds, and it was just a shot, just a tiny bit shaky, looking at a door. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. And I had to... I <laughs> turned it off. I couldn't. It was too much for me to handle. It was just a, just looking at a door. And I was like, I can't take it, and I turned yeah. it off. Yeah. Well, and so the I thing don't is, know. Probably, is that, is that including the stuff just previous that you were talking about, or not? I'm not sure. It depends on which door it is. There was some redness. The thing you have to understand is there's multiple doors. And it depends <laughs> on which one you choose to go through. Oh. See, the thing with the Lynch cameo in Louis is that. I just expected to be like a scene or like a walk-on, but he's the actual supporting character for two episodes. He is a pretty decent actor. Yeah, David and his his part is just amazing. It, it's all good. It's so good. But let me get back to Van Nuys Cab yes. and you wanting to eliminate the Van Nuys noise from your recording. I just want to, I don't have the Van Nuys noise, just the Van Nuys. Oh, just the Van Nuys, right. I just want to eliminate all of Van Nuys, it's that simple. <laughs> I mean, Noise what? or not just the noise of Van Nuys, just Van Nuys. What did Van Nuys ever do to you? And why is it pronounced Van Nuys? Van Nuys. Van Nuys. But it's Van Nuys. Bunch of... I mean, it's N... Democrats and U liberals. Y-S. What do the liberals have against proper, you know, pronunciation? 
So here, here's the text. I'm not done though. Oh wait, okay, good. You're still on the text. Good. Well, I was going to set it up properly. Set it I up. Brought it Let's up. Let's hear here. it. I'm downloading Lebowski to my iPad <laughs> in an attempt to illuminate, or at least reduce, <laughs> Van Nuys in my recording. <laughs> I think it's Lebowski, isn't it? Lebowski. Lebowski. Le- no, it's not Lebusky. I wish it was. L E B U. Didn't you do it? L- no, it's L U B O W S K I. Lebowski. Lubowski. Lubowski. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just hard to communicate. As you said, your communication is a little slippery right now. I think that was exactly correct. <laughs> yes. It's... Now, but were you using the voice? That is exactly what I did. I was like, all right, let me try the... Which usually, I have to say, is spot on. pretty spot on. Creepily spot on. Creepily spot on. Like, capitalizes the right words, makes abbreviations. Like, it knows what to do. Apostrophes. This, it totally screwed up. But I would... if, If I was to make excuses for the system, it would be that, like, you know, my kids are, like, screaming in the background here from the hours of, like, five till... Eight every night, and <laughs> there was a lot of craziness happening. Slipperiness. So, yeah, so it, it, it induced the slipperiness. Well, we're not going to hold that against you. But I, just to make a random Lynch connection off a misinterpreted, you know, voice to text command is pretty cool. It's, it's kick-ass, and especially because Lynch is all hot right now off his uh, cameo on Louie. Yeah, he's like Sticks, circa 1999 when Big Daddy came out. And uh, Adam Sandler was all talking about Sticks in the movie, referencing them. And Sticks was like, we should tour. We're going to capitalize on this uh, resurgence. And Dennis Young was like, no, I can't. I'm too sensitive to the light. So they kicked him out. So they got a new guy. Yeah, Lawrence Gowan. And then they covered um, I Am the Walrus. I probably don't want to know Another this. Lebowski connection. See, all roads lead back to Lebowski. It's all crazy. roads lead to Lebowski. So you know their I Am the Walrus video. Sticks is I Am the Walrus. No, no, I don't. I. It's. Is that the name of that song? Am I just having a major brain fart? That's the actual name of that song, right? The Beatles song? Yeah. Yeah, I Am the Walrus. Yeah. You did not see the video for Sticks cover of I Am the Walrus. You have. You just do not want to no, admit it. No, I... Strange, <laughs> dangerous bells are ringing far, far in the distance. I don't want to approach them and see yeah, what the matter is. I don't want to ruin... Well, there's no... I, just I mean, don't want to ruin your life any more than I already have. So I'll yeah, just stop. I, let's just... Let's move on. Okay. Vladimir, but if no Ulyich, if any listeners don't know Ilyanov. what the band Sticks is, look up and the wall of Sticks and you get okay, okay. That's a good intro. You are such an asshole. Okay, <laughs> don't do that, listener. You know who you are. <laughs> the listener, the stranger, the listener. So the watcher. We're on the same shot here. Yep, starts at the same shot. And it's eerie. I'm just gonna jump right to the end. 
Like this shot more or less ends exactly at the 10 minute mark. It's so close. Like it's like off by like a, maybe a full second, maybe a little less than a second. A little, maybe a little less than a second because Walter is saying they peed on your rug. And it stops right, right when he says rug, I think. Yeah. Or <clears throat> the scene stops when he says rug, but the minute stops when he says they peed. So I'm going to have fun editing the little, uh, you know, putting the minute in front I of this. I don't know. I think it has to go. I would just throw it in. It's a bonus second. Maybe I'll have it, you know, kind of fading out and we'll get a little tease yeah. of it. We'll give a bonus second in there. So that's another thing. This is actually episode 10. Episode 10. This is like a serious Yeah, double milestone. digits. We're into the, the double digits. We need to mark this occasion somehow. I don't know how. Um. All right. There, it's Yay! been marked. So. But yeah. Episode. 10 is a big deal, man. It's a serious deal. Whoever would have thought we'd make it this far. Again. But at this point, getting 10 in, I'm completely committed to finish this out. Oh, we're going to finish this thing. I'm pumped. There's no stopping us. Won't be stopped. Now, I'm having some issues with my Blu-ray player, so... Yeah, so that's why I'm just sticking with the iTunes for now. It was a nice plan. Yeah. So no, you Blu-ray, went... it, without a doubt, is superior, I'd imagine, but I just, I'm just i going to have to install a Blu-ray player in my studio. <laughs> which I don't want to do. Well... Well, actually, no, I do want to do it, but... You could just get a little, uh, you know, a standalone like blu-ray drive via thunderbolt or something right theoretically then i'm bringing the computers oh, but then back you're, into the equation yeah 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 but yeah maybe we'll see but for now i think actually i mean this itunes copy is pretty decent then on the ipad it does look spectacular it looks way better good. than it does on the computer well, i don't know good. why well i mean obviously it's smaller and it has great pixel density <laughs> yes. Density. You are my density. Uh, conversations consisting of quotes from movies. Again, yes. 90% of my life. It's everything. So, so well, okay. here, I'm going to back up, please. though, because I got the Blu-ray, and I think... I don't think, I have answered it for myself. A question we had dating back to episode one, where actually two questions that arose directly from sort of the lack of quality in our viewing experience, our viewing setup, if you will, which was number one, the herky-jerky blades of grass, which yes. we thought may have been moving in a strange fashion. It's definitely a little wind or something. Like, they do move, but we couldn't tell if the movement was weird because of, um, you know, was it time-lapse or was it uh, Netflix doing something funky, delivering a crappy stream or whatever. The blades of grass are just being moved by wind. They're not that herky-jerky on this, uh, on the Blu-ray. Okay. Number one. Number two... As we near the end of that tracking shot, and 
uh, the LA Valley is revealed to us. That is clearly, on the Blu-ray at least, a composite job there. It's very, like, it's very sharp, you know? And it's just, you can tell the parallax is off a little bit as we come up over the, the brush and see the valley beneath us. And it's like, all right, they are on a soundstage. They built a scrub brush on a soundstage and they pan up or tilt up and it's a green screen back there and then they composited the valley in there. I can say that with certainty. So there you go. Well, I'll take your certainty. I'm rewatching this now on the iPad as you're speaking. There's a lot of scrub brush, though. It's a lot. It's they a did lot. not build that. You don't think that's a soundstage? I'm pretty sure I'm that is. I'm not qualified to really have an opinion on this. And then look at, just look how sharp the brush is when we, you finally get to the end there. And it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't play right. It's not right. Well, it's just, to me, it's just the how bright, how like, yeah, you're right. I mean, how sharp that cliff is. Right. They wouldn't but, I mean, it's a both sharp be cliff. sharp. But nah, it wouldn't be. You know, cliffs are never that sharp. It's like well, brush it's doesn't go right up to the goes. edge. And like, you know, the distant city and the brush aren't going to be there's a focus thing that's off to me that it's hard for me to define. And there's also the parallax, like the way the brush moves in relation to the, it's just, it's not, there's a combination of things that aren't quite right there, which is fine, but it's reminiscent of scenes later in the movie where we, and we touched on this a little bit, but where he's floating on the magic carpet and you know right. he's holding the bowling balls you know it has that look to it so i just think they filmed that at the same time but what do i know man the blu-ray gets me closer to it could be some sort of yeah i don't know who knows i'll go i will go with your opinion. I mean, there could be some type of trickery there. Well, there's definitely some type of trickery. But outside of seeing it in the theater with a good print, you know, you can't really say with any certainty whether there is. Well, I don't know if... Well... But the download version, the HD download version and the Blu-ray get you closer, I think, to having an yeah. informed opinion on that. Which is good. Again, dedicated listener, I thank you. It's an excellent suggestion. There's a little uh, director's commentary, although not commentary. So I don't, I don't really buy physical media too much. But I bought this and it has like, I guess they still do this. They put like extra features on the thing, sure. little commentaries, yeah. little uh, you know, making of, little behind That's the, the scenes. It's a big selling point. It is That's okay. How they try to sucker you in. I mean, I'm with you. I don't really buy a whole lot of to physical me, media. To me, the selling point is it looks better. I don't really care about the other crap. But since we're doing this podcast, it's like okay, maybe there'll be some interesting little nuggets in there that we could 
talk about. And they don't do a full-on director's commentary anymore. It's like there'll be a little pop-up. You can turn it on. Right. So like every like I don't know three or four minutes, like Joel Cohen will pop up with a very scripted sort of Walter and the dude would not normally hang out with Donnie, except that he's such a fantastic bowler. You'll notice that Donnie always enters the conversation late and seems to be on the outside and not blah, blah, blah. Is different from Walter. It's like, is that like an actual piece of commentary? That's what it is. And then it goes away. But was that actually the insight delivered on Donnie's character? Correct. Or no, you're just picking that up. That's just no, a, that's no, just that's, a for instance from your mind. No, that is the actual commentary <laughs> delivered Lord. on Donnie's character. I'm just, if ever there was a cheaping out on director's commentary, I mean, how bad is that? I was just laughing out loud at it. Right. Well, it does point on but something you know which last episode we did we not really... We talked about it. But we, we talked, talked about, about that. It. We talked about we, how we, Donnie we talked, was different. We talked how he was different, but we did not... I don't remember, though, coming up with maybe the obvious answer to why they hang out with him, which is simply that he's a good bowler. Well, He brings their average up on the team or whatever. Well, we actually thought he would be the uh, alternate for them. But maybe he's like the ringer, you know? Right. Well, he's was he got the first in, see, thing we see is he's bowling the strike. Yep, throwing rocks, rocks tonight. Mm -hmm. And then we see him again. I ch cheated one ahead a little bit again, but he uh, throws another strike, and it's one of the only times, I think this is maybe five minutes. This might be episode 15 or something, but it's one of the only times Walter has a positive thing to say to Donnie. Hear him in the background. All right, Donnie! As Donnie rolls another strike. That's when he's bringing his dog I don't think I've ever noticed that. My mind cannot. No, it was just one of those little out. things because you're so those used to him just saying yeah. you're out of your element. You know, shut right. the fuck up, Donnie. But yeah, he was like, "All right, Donnie." It's like it's the rare day where Walter's got a nice word for Donnie. It's like me talking to my dog. It's like, "Get out from under my feet. Stop being so smelly and weighing a hundred pounds." But, you know, he's a nice man. I like him. Well, you know, watching this this minute here multiple times, you know, just struck me again how, you know, and they started it in the previous minute and continued on this minute, just the, you know, the repetition of phrases again and again. Right, again. Like, the end of this minute, they peed on your rug. They just keep saying oh, yeah, it. They peed on my rug. They peed on your rug. They peed on the dude's rug. Even they Donnie gets in on the action. On your rug. Right. Like, Donnie, through this whole thing, is getting in on this whole, like, they're just repeating everything, repeating stuff in and, you know, again and again. But, whenever Donnie does it, like, Walter just gets, like, angry. Right? <laughs> There's one one point in here I noticed, again, it's the thing you notice when you're trying to just pay attention again and again. I'm going to try to find exactly where he says it. Donnie, please. Yeah. 
But there's the one point where he, he Walter doesn't even say anything. Donnie says He just something. looks at him. He purses and his he lips. He just glares. He's just yeah. like glaring. He's ready to say something. He's like, he's like, he can't even like do it. Well, you know, and this this sounds terrible. Yeah, it's when, like, oh, Lebowski, that's your name, dude. And in the background, Walter is like, he can't even get the words out. No. He's just ready to, like, literally his head will explode in the direction of Donnie killing him. Like, that is just what he wants. Like, he can't even, he's just like, I, he, he, the disbelief and anger on his face in the background is just priceless. He says it himself. And this is, I was going to, it sounds terrible, but, you know, the, the clues for the most part I guess maybe once you've seen the movie 86 times, but the clues are all there for us about every character right away, right off the bat. It's like you're just not able to pick them up. It's like for some reason you don't pick them up. You don't think it's going to be that obvious because the plot is very crazy and esoteric. But Walter, you know, refers to Donnie as a child. You're like a child who wanders into a room. So think about interactions that you have with your children sometimes where you're so fucking frustrated at them like how can you possibly be so stupid i said this 10 times you don't are you listening do you even listen to anything you know and that's how walter is acting like you are like a child i already said this are you just now realizing he's got the same name that's the whole point of the story (laughs) you know and he's just pissed like you would get like frustrated at a child so, yeah. Not that I ever get upset with my sweet darling angel of a child. But Do you think on some level Walter is like a father to Nani? He refers to him as his sweet prince. There's maybe a mentor-mentee relationship going on at the very least. At the very least. At the very Donnie least. is a boy. Walter will turn him into a man. There's there's something to it. There's something to it because that's the only time you like your reactions are so over the top. Like you get so like just you're living at the extreme edges of your emotions. It's when you know you are close to someone like that. So yeah, I think he is close to him. He's just, and he's trying to help him, you know? He's trying to, like, bring him along. Like, you watch Donnie just for extended periods of time in this movie. He's just, just like, he's just kind of staring off into the distance, you know? Like, just completely either, I don't know if he's listening or just baffled by what's going on. So I think Walter's just trying to help him, just help him out. But he's, like, so tired of it. Same way the dude is... Tired of Walter's shenanigans all the time. But, yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when, you, when you're in a, you know, a, you know, a tight-knit group here. You know, they have the stress of the league and the championship and everything on it's them. coming up. You know, it's just like, you know, you know, being in a, you know, maybe a, like being in a, a band together or being in... Making a you movie know, the together, same probably. platoon and Nam, right? Right. You got this thing going on, so it's stressful. They're all these kind of crazy idiosyncratic characters that just 
you know, the stress of this situation just exaggerates all that and brings it out. And yeah, everyone is going to get on each other's nerves. I'm not sure where I was going. When I started that, I felt like I was going somewhere interesting, but I just kind of, I forgot where I wanted to get to. I think so. the point is just, you know, you're, you make a good point, and it's, number one, they are tight-knit, and they're almost, they're almost like family. We don't see any of their other family members. We hear Walter refer to his ex-wife, you know, Donnie. He doesn't have any family members. It's the dude and Walter who show up to collect his remains. The dude doesn't talk about his family members, so they really are the only family that any of them have. So you have that closeness contributing to, you know, it's like you get, it's like police getting called to domestic violence. Like that's always the worst situation. It's like family or like, you know, people who are the closest to each other. You know, it's always like the worst situation. Um, and then, like you said, adding in the stressors of the impending um, playoffs, and now the, you know, the assault and the rug urination, it's all adding up. But again, in those idiosyncrasies though, like, you know, again, spoiler alert, but once, uh, you know, later on in the movie, after Donnie's gone, probably all Walter will do is talk about how much he misses, you know, Donnie saying, woo, I'm throwing rocks, and like how much he misses how he'd ask the same question 10 times. Remember how great that was? He would just ask the same question over and over and walk into a conversation and not have any clue what was going on. He'll probably miss it. Kind of like Nam, you know, all he does is talk about Nam. Well, he probably hated it when he was there. That's like all he talks about now. Right. <clears throat> well, and the loss of Donnie can be used to justify all sorts of other of his cockamamie <laughs> worldviews and schemes and, and everything else going forward. Right, he needed a, a, little, uh, a little catalyst because Nam, you know, it's going on 15 years old now, so people are tired of it. So that, that like helped juice his... His uh, justifications. It's a good point. Good point. So, wanna... one shot, and I'm on it right now. I just happened to like pause on this, and I just wanted to mention this before we're done here. So I figure I just gotta get it in here. Is the dude starts doing like this? I don't know. <laughs> stretching exercise. Cockamamie. Bending backwards, getting ready to go. Stoner like... bowling, the yoga move. It's so gross. It's not good. It doesn't really do anything for you. He's his just, he shirt. He leans back with his arms out. His shirt. It's got a hole in it. His, like, you know, it's discolored under the arms. The shirt does not fit him. I mean, this is a very worn shirt. It does that thing that I don't know if you've experienced this, but... It's all kind of folded assume. up at the... Everyone has, yeah, like, the shirt just starts to, like, lose its form, like, around the, like, around the neck and around the bottom, it just starts to, like, kind of, like, fold up on you, like, curl yeah, around and everything, just like from, like... skin, you know, like, your skin does that when you get old enough. You know, and the yeah. shirts do, it just becomes, like, a piece of fabric. It's not even a shirt anymore, it's just right. a piece of fabric with some holes in it that you put over your body. And he's wearing these shorts that are, like, all... 
And they're cockamamie, crooked, cockeyed, you know? crooked, his tidy whities You can see like... I've been trying so hard three to Three quarters of them. What kind of tidy whities those are. It's like Munsington, Murrington. Like what kind of tidy whities are those? Not to mention that's supposed to be a white t-shirt. It's just not right. that And it's white. a v-neck. Ugh. So disgusting. And that little hole... V-Nex. He, yeah. V-Nex. I'm going to start wearing more V-Nex. I have some V-Nex. I had one. I had one once. I would wear it if I wanted to be obnoxious. Like, I'd just, yeah. I'd wear it one day. I just gross some, everybody out. Yeah. I have some V-Nex. I only wear them to bed. I was like, these are not shirts that I will ever wear in public or even, like, underneath another shirt. Like, really, what's the point of the V-neck? So you can, like, have that top button unbuttoned and, like, no one knows you have an undershirt under there? Like, look, it's I just all natural under here. Yeah, to do with that top collar area there. So maybe that's it, and you don't have to have the top buttoned. Because, like, God forbid anyone see that you have a T-shirt on. Right. So I mean, I'm, go, like, if you look at Donnie, right, he has the whole, he has the T-shirt that goes up around the it's neck. It's a look. And then the, it's a, it's well, a that's look. my look. Maybe I'm yeah. horribly... I, I will not claim to have any fashion sense. I could look like the biggest dork in the world. In fact, I'm pretty sure I do. I look like Donnie, actually. I dress exactly like Donnie in that scene. Because I look at it more, and I'm suddenly realizing just how how take, lame I actually take am. Take a critical I'm look at this, and look at the three of them. If you had to choose one to dress like, <laughs> wouldn't it be Donnie? True, Donnie's the closest. He's... The only one that's even trying, you know? Right. I mean, Walter is completely utilitarian. The dude does not care and is Walter's close. Dirty. I would, you know, if I lost my grip on reality just a little more, I'd have one of those vests like Walter with all those pockets. Maybe, but it would be for would, all my shit, right? I'd have like my wear... camera in one and my iPhone in the other, and then I'd have like extra iPhone cables and headphones in one and... You wouldn't Maybe be wearing put, shorts uh, with black socks hiked up halfway uh, up the calves and, like, boots, combat boots. Yeah. I did, I this last weekend, I did go out, not with black socks, but did have white socks hiked up there. Well, I wasn't the, proud of it. That's the dilemma, right? Because it's, you know, if it's warm out, you want to wear shorts, and either you wear sandals, flip-flop thing, or, but sometimes you just want to wear sneakers or like boot. You're going hiking or like on an aggressive walk. Well, you got to wear socks. Right. So what am I supposed well, to do? Like get the tiny, tiny, short, short socks so that are you going to sure. pretend like there's no socks there or just well, wear you get socks? The ones that are just go up to the ankle. And I think that's kind of okay. I don't think it is. I think it's a little like, beavis and buttheady, but it's okay. I think if you asked people, they would say, well, no, you can't do that. Well, you tell me what I'm supposed to do then, you know? You got yeah, smart I guy, ask, you got all the again, answers. Like, somebody please tell me. This is the confessional. I'm going to break down crime before it's done. <laughs> I have to admit how I dress. Well, what's the but other option? I wear the shoes with the socks. There's no other option. With, with, this, with just the ankle socks, right? The other day, I did have the full-on sock. It's a long story, and but it had to do with me not being too lazy like... to change socks and didn't matter, but... Right, because you were I went wearing for a pants, bike ride. You know, and I went then for a bike like... ride through town. Shorts, long socks up. So, hey guys, I'm hey, the it's dork. me. Oh, look, it's long sock guy. 
but you know, are you supposed to, did you pull them up or did you kind of do the thing where it's like, you kind of, kind of smoosh them back down a little bit? So, you know, where you unroll it I was it down very conscious ankle? of this, right? It started pulled up. Yeah. Well, I kind of went outside and didn't even really. I saw that and I was like, you know, okay, these are pulled. This is no good. So I smushed them down. But then they look even worse. Yeah, it never works. It looks like like, like it's going to work and it doesn't. It looks worse. Yeah, it's like 80s leg warmers from Back to the Future when they're all doing their jumping jacks and there and he is grabbing onto the back of the truck with the guy with the Mountain Dew hat waving at him. They all wave at him. Yeah. Go on. I got nowhere to go. No, you pushed them down and they looked worse. But so what did you do? Did you leave them pushed down or did you pull them back up? Or did you go for somewhere in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> or did you just cut them off? Like, I, maybe just cut them off. Maybe I should. I kind of went for somewhere in the I mostly pulled them up, but I was like, ah, I'm not going to pull them like so they're super tight. I'll just kind of pull them up most <laughs> right. of the way. And I was like, oh, pull them up tired. over my knee. Like they're big and weird, but they're, it's kind of casual, right? <laughs> like that was my, that was my strategy. I'm not stupid looking. Somehow the fact that I was riding a bike makes it worse to me. I don't know. Maybe that's better. I don't know. No, I think it's worse. I think it's worse. Hey, ladies. I'm riding my bike. Got my white socks hiked up over so, my kneecap. All right. Oh, you would have thought for a couple minutes here. I'm going to take these out of my ears for a sec. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is the dilemma, though. And on some level, you just want to go all in and just say, no, I own these white socks. I own them. Like in, in some world, there's a way to own that and make it okay. Right. I think, like, you know, like and Tyler I think Durden ultimately... was wearing white socks. Like, oh shit, man, he's wearing white socks pulled up. Yeah, I'm going to start ultimately, doing that. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, right? Like a schlep like me can wear whatever and it's just not, not going to look right. <laughs> right? Then another dude, he can, it doesn't matter, right? He has the confidence. He's just like, yeah, they're white socks. They're awesome. And that's okay. Doesn't matter. You don't wear white socks? What color socks do you wear? Exactly. <laughs> There's a funny thing that happens with this uh, waitress. If I can get to it. I'm trying to advance here through the. I'm hating this blue waitress. So, yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of wacky stuff going on with their background extras in this minute. Because, you know, they probably shot this scene 47 times. It's a lot of talking, so it's one shot for what, like a minute and a half, you know? So they do it over and over and they, they stage all the background extras. And, you know, just... They're oh. going to end up at different oh. places at different times. So look, at yeah. 9.22, I'm watching it. she's coming towards us. She's got a tray. She's doing a round. She's going to clean up some empty bottles. She's got two on the tray. Right? Then she picks up a third. Picks up a fourth. We cut away. And when we cut back, she's approaching that same table with two. Right. It's like a time is in a loop and in then the boom. background. She just keeps coming to right. that same table. Until oh. the next shot where she's right behind Donnie. Bam! Yeah. 
Yeah, it's completely bizarre. Completely bizarre. Again, didn't notice it. I watched this five or six times right before we started this recording. Never noticed it. I mean, I wasn't really looking for it. I was focused on what is the dude doing? What's Donnie doing? What is this scene all about? There's so much more going on. But, like, if you really do break down, like, the illusion of the filmmaking process, yeah, like, there it is, like... And this, you, you know, just have to start to admit this is not a documentary. This did not actually happen. There's holes, right? In the Matrix, like it's not real. We're going to do our best to, now. I'm speaking as a filmmaker. We're going to do our best to present a version of reality. It will not be perfect, you know, and that's part of accepting that. You know, it's the suspension of disbelief. So even if you do see things like that, you just like. It's fine. I get it. They're pretending. I'm here to be entertained. But there's even possibly a worse example of that before we go too much farther. There's right towards the end of the minute now. We're going to call it at um, 9... That's... One of his great lines there, by the way. Okay, so at 9.54, there's... Well, I'm not going to say he or she. There is a there is a person wearing a white shirt, dark, short, dark hair, all the way in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, just past the Brunswick sign, right? Yes. So now let it play. And then... And then... Yep, and there they walk. There, and then we cut back. Boom! Whoa, how'd you do that? That's a fancy maneuver. Maybe right. that's a time, another time traveler. That's Who another knows? weird time loop. They're all the way, they've walked past, and all of a sudden they're walking past again. And they like sprinted at the speed of light around. Well, maybe it's just because the dude is so stoned out of his mind at all times, that's just how <laughs> he sees the world. Well, you'd be making the case that we are perceiving this movie through his eyes then, I suppose. So... Okay, I'm going to, again, go on a little side tangent here. The other day, something really weird happened to me. Okay. So there's these guys that I always see hanging around downtown. This is how it starts. All right. <laughs> these, these this, well, what are I'll we start with this. There's grade? a gentleman, an old gentleman I always see hanging around downtown, right. sitting on the benches, just, you know, taking in, oh, it's summer, I'm going to sit here, right? After a while... Just like, corn, like you know, the corner there? Yeah, more or, or less. And after a while, less. I was like, oh, wait. I realized that, like, it's not always the same dude. Like, there's another dude that's, like, somehow different. They work in shifts. They work in shifts, exactly. <laughs> and then, one day, I noticed... Listen, like, he's going to be coming by any minute. Hit me, I'm sick, I, was I on can't one be block, out there. I was on one block and there he was, and I walked down another block and the, on the bench with the same guy again. I was like, oh, wait, okay, it's not the same guy. They're very similar. They look alike. They have the exact same style, like the same old dude haircut, old dude clothes, right? <laughs> maybe they're brothers, maybe even twin brothers. I don't know. Yesterday, this just happened yesterday, and this okay. relates to this time loop thing in a way, in my mind at least. I was waiting to cross the street, across the street, crossing the street toward me was the, 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 one of these old guys. And then I hear him like calling out, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And I look and crossing perpendicular, 
behind me is another his double, right? Okay. Like, they both are. Both of them, the doubles. There they are. And then I hear another guy yell out. And right behind the one double going perpendicular was a triple. At the exact triple. But the exact copy. And they were walking perfectly, like the same exact synchronization. <laughs> Everything. Perfect doubles, dressed the same, t- t- walking. There were three of them. The, the, the two. Uh, it was like a the world's worst double mint gum commercial. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. Like David Lynch's double it mint made me gum cry commercial. A <laughs> well, so that's what I'm now having flashbacks to. So what watching you're... these weird doubles show up. It was the same like, oh, this guy crosses the street, then all of a sudden, boop, boop, boop. oh, another dude. There he is. <laughs> same dude again. Well, you know that's good because. So apparently this phenomenon, it's not just, you know, poor filmmaking or, you know, not being able to control your background extras. This is just life, man. This is actually hyper-reality. Exactly. Well, well that's what, uh, yeah. Well, we we talked about this in a previous episode. Then we, like David Lynch and his tendency to, like, just take things from reality and put them in Right. Like, how do you come up with that weird thing? It's like, well, that actually happened. Right, no, I just, what do you mean? I was that big Same boy thing. having a molt. That's what happened. Yeah. There's a guy screwing around with a lamp in the other room. Kept flashing. These things happen. And then a lady with, like, crazy hair and, like, dark eyeliner started, like, screaming, and she ran out the door. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just happened. So I put, I made it, I put it in a movie. Yeah. Like this stuff happens on set. Like Things an extra like will like all the time break down, and he's like, "All right, we're just gonna keep that in." I was trying to figure out what. Oh, and the line I said that was one of Jeff Bridges' good ones. It's when he's starting to get all hyped up. You know, starting to listen to Walter now. He's like, "Okay, yeah, maybe I should go find this Lebowski," and he's like. Starting to carelessly swig from his Miller Lite plastic mm-hmm. Miller Lite cup, and he's like, his wife goes out, you know, he's like sucking, like it's dribbling right. out onto his thing, and he's like sucking the beer up while he's talking. Like that's good, that's good, yeah. that is good acting. He is doing a good job there. Yeah, just well, saying. He, yeah, no, without a doubt. Well, and he has that. His mustache is just a little too big, right? Just like he had the half and half dripping from it in the supermarket. Same thing here. There's the beer. He has to like suck that yeah. off. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just, I hate that. I hate that about mustaches and beards. I don't, just the things being in there. Right. Do you scrub it? Is there a special tool you use? Like if you have that, that you, sc- to clean it? Or I, I do you just use a comb and like scrape through it and like the pieces I mean, fall out my head i don't know i shave my whole head i'm so freaked out about stuff in my hair so it's I'm nasty. the wrong guy to ask that question to the one thing i did notice going back to when you can especially see it when the dude is stretching backwards like his beard is very well well trimmed very well trimmed very well kept very nice solid straight border mm-hmm. very smooth no stubble really around the other parts like even i i just shaved like an hour ago and it's like oh i missed like 18 spots i got crap everywhere but he's very 
well groomed. Yeah. And that's I mean, the thing. I need to He's not a dirty man. He's not dirty. He's lazy. His wardrobe sucks. But he's actually well groomed and pretty clean. I don't think Maud Lebowski would be caught dead with him if he was like a smelly, like nasty guy. His hair is very clean. It's shampooed, if you look at it. It's clean. He's clean. He will be, and we see him taking baths in in the yeah. movie itself. We never see Walter take a bath in the movie. Mm-mm. We never see Donnie take a bath. I don't think we see anybody else take a bath except it's for the marmot. The marmot takes a bath. Cleaner than you are. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what... <clears throat> Donnie was drinking because here Walter and the dude are just drinking their beers very comfortably. They're very comfortably drinking their beers. The dude's slurping it up. Walter's just got it casually dangling. You know, he's just got the lip holding the lip of it. Just dangling there. They're very comfortable just drinking their beers. What we do, we drink beer, we go bowling. Donnie holds, he's got like a soda. He's got a soft drink. And he very carefully will take a swig, put it down. He's just a different person than them. And I was trying to figure out what soda that was because it was a dark can and it ended in E. But I think I figured it out because behind Walter, you, there's a, somebody else is drinking a similar soda. Who knows, maybe it's the same can, maybe they reused it. It's some sort of slice. It's like I'm a. Walter. I'm looking for this. I see. Like a oh, slice. Okay. Cola or something. Ah. Okay. So looking at this, I see another continuity error here. Oh, the beer bottles are farther in. apart. They're close together not, and farther I, apart. Well, I'm not looking at those. Maybe I'm looking to the right of Walter. There's the heavy set dude sitting there at the score table, and he has a Pepsi. There's a Pepsi on the table there with him. Okay. Then you cut around, you know, there's, I have to go back to this, but you cut around a little bit and then you see Donnie drinking his um, black can of whatever that is. That's when you first notice it. Behind him. It's like cherry slice. There's no Pepsi, but there's a Mountain Dew. So I'm looking now way in the beginning of the minute you can actually see there is a Mountain Dew back there. And then, here, let's go find scrubbing. So when I pause the Blu-ray and then try right. to play it again, it doesn't play. I have to like go back to the menu and then uh, start from scratch, basically. That won't work. No, that blows big time. So, okay, I'm, I'm just readjusting what I said. I think the Mountain Dew is always there. The Pepsi just disappears, but the Mountain Dew's not, it's just not positioned right to actually see the Mountain Dew. Well, and the two beer bottles behind. And the guy behind there. Ah! The guy behind there completely changes, so it's not just the Pepsi and the thing. Like, the white guy with the super mullet is there. Yeah, super mullet. Then the black guy's there, then the super mullet guy's there. Like, it just keeps going, like, going, switching back and forth constantly, like, with each cut for a while. Ah. My head is hurting now. Watch. I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Screw the looking at the background for continuity errors. It's just going to 
ruin everything, and it's just obvious at this point. Like, it's just going to be in every single cut. There's going to be something like that. Well, anytime there's movement, yeah, there will be. And you can drive yourself crazy with it. But, um, big picture. Now not, there's no one there. Then the listen, coming to sit move down. on, man. Yeah, leave it. Gotta move on. You gotta move on because it's a dark path you're heading down. Big picture. Inciting incident. So we're talking about acts now, you know, and like how a movie plays out. Inciting incident has to be Wu peeing on the dude's rug, which happens pretty early on. What is that, three minutes in? Is that minute three? Minute four? Maybe minute four? Four or five? Yes, about that. Five minutes at the most. That's pretty quick. The actual pissing happens in minute five. Five, Happens in episode five of our podcast. Episode five. That is correct. So, we are about to enter act two. I contend that act two begins... Right at the end of this scene, a, a second away from the end of this minute, in fact. Cut to the dude now. Now we're in the middle of the movie, act two. He's, he's taking action, and he's going to start down this course where he goes to the big Lebowski's house to try to, like, you know, get some uh, compensation for these people peeing on his rug. So, 10 minutes is all it took for them to get into Act 2. And there's no hard and fast rules, but that's pretty quick. So you're talking in the terms of a three-act structure? A three, yeah, sure, a, a three-act structure. A three-act, a three-act. <clears throat> I'm not real up on the five-act structure. I don't, I mean... not a big act guy. I would say... I'm not sure if this is the first act or not. I mean, because ultimately... And maybe this movie completely defies those, those notions of acts, but... Well, it does, and I don't think that they spent, like, okay, no, we gotta have a... You know what? They just write a movie, which is what I meant by I'm not a big act guy either. I don't... You can just write a good story, and it doesn't have to conform to act structure, but if I mean, we were going to put that onto it, I would say it. act two begins at the end of this minute, right. basically. Well, the inciting incident... It's peeing. It's got to be peeing. Without a doubt, that kind of puts things in motion. Right. Ultimately, the protagonist will act, but usually it's out of some kind of imperfection or flaw. Like some kind of flaw is made explicit and that's what's happening. So... I'm just thinking, like, is it further on, right? Like, is the because the rug isn't really the crux of the whole movie, is it not? It's more like Bunny is more of a thread, and but what's the? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that more. And it's a kind of a basic question, but really, right. like, how do you right. break this movie into three acts? It defies that structure, and that's another I mean, thing. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there is this kind of movie that you see sometimes that I think of, and maybe, you know, I think you could always act it, oh yeah, there it, three actors involved here too, but there's this kind of movie where it's just like a series of events, 
right? They just never end. It's I, I kind of think it's more like this, like crazy, like '80s movies that do this. You know what I mean? Or I don't know. I think those crazy '80s movies like were probably date. the definition of like three act structure. Like they seemed like a crazy series of events, but they probably were, you know, lockstep in with three act structure. Blind date. My science project. Weird science. Whatever. Any other science movies I can name? Is there any other 80s movie that had science in the title? Science Science Camp. Oh, that's space Revenge camp. of the Nerds does not have science in the title, but... But I'm not thinking of those. I think there's definitely, like, a certain, like, three-act structure 80s movie, but... Yeah, maybe you're right. I just feel like there was always these kind that definitely went with, um... I don't know. This, Adventures this in babysitting. Like, let's just go from one crazy thing to another. And generally, I didn't like those movies because they didn't. They had kind of lacked a structure in a way. I wish you could come up with an example of that. I can't right now. I mean, I can think of movies that I haven't Pee-wee's seen. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. More recent. There you go. I Is think that that's one? an example. That's probably one. I, You know, it's been so, so, so very long since I've seen it. Probably if we examined that, it would be, oh no, very clearly, here is the, here's yeah, the structure. I mean, no, it has three acts, but at the same time, no, Pee-wee's Adventure definitely has three acts. I mean, it has the setup that shows how his house is so cool and has all the, like, Rube Goldberg contraptions to make his toast. And he has he's friends with the BMX guys at the bike shop and all this stuff. And then his bike gets stolen, and he goes on the quest for it. Bike gets stolen. Inciting incident. That's the inciting thing. And then, you know, the second act, you have the rising action. All That's all his crazy adventures, right? Doop, doop, doop. Like, you know, just like, oh, one crazy thing after another happens. It makes it more and more complicated. Like, oh, I think it's at the Alamo. No, the Alamo doesn't have a basement. It goes on and on. Da, da, da. And then the third act. Um... I don't know. He like gets his the bike, bike I guess. back, man. Yeah. But then I mean, what happens? I'm trying to just remember how the movie ends. He gets his bike back, and then he like runs through Universal Studios with his bike to get out. Well, you're allowed to have little, you know, ridiculous denoma or whatever you want right, to do. Yeah, with, no, with no. Pee Wee's yeah, version of that, but you know, it's still yeah. He gets his bike back. That's that's right. the third act. You know. Well, that's the climax. He gets his bike back and then has to escape with it. Yeah, he overcomes all of the obstacles. Third act done. And gets his gets his bike. Either he gets it or he doesn't. He gets it. So is the th- yeah. So. So I'm just but saying, I mean, like the now ultimate the- question, right? Usually, though. So here's where I'm getting. Like in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The inciting action was his bike gets stolen, and so then the 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 overall the overarching question for the audience is: Will Pee Wee get his bike back? Right. The overarching question for us in this movie is not: Will, will the dude get his rug back? True. It's but is it more? Will the dude like stand up for himself and like try to better himself? Maybe. I try, oh, I get beat back down. They come and take my rug again anyway. I try again, Jackie Treehorn drugs me, and I end up in the chief police of Malibu's office. I try again, 
and I lose all the money or whatever. You know, it just keeps getting worse every time he tries. It keeps getting worse. What's he trying to do? He's initially trying to get his rug back. Then he's trying to, like, orchestrate this grand caper. That's even worse. So what's he trying to do? What is he trying to do? That's the question that we need to answer that I don't have an answer for, I guess. Make himself better? Well, I think it's the money. Is it just the money? But it wasn't originally. It was the rug originally. Well, that's that. the rug is still part of the first act. It's still part of the exposition. We're still learning who the dude is. And we're still getting to the reason why he gets involved in this million... Oh, here's a million dollars. And he loses it. And it's like, well, okay, what's going to happen? He needs the million dollars. He doesn't want Bunny to get killed. Can he get the million dollars back? And everything, even when he goes to Jackie Treehorn, it's all about like, oh, the million dollars, I need my money. But you know what? Even after they realized that there was no money, they threw a ringer for a ringer, he still tries. Like, he's still trying to accomplish something. Even once it's become clear there is no money. Like, he just wants to tie everything up. He wants to get all the loose ends. It is... It is... It's a film noir. Yeah, He's well, just a private investigator. And, you know, it, it is very Chandler-esque. Because he's just trying to tie all the loose ends up. It's like a mathematician not being able to solve a, an equation of some... You know, and you just get hyper-focused on it. So... He's just a... Per- maybe... Despite his laziness, he's a perfectionist. Can't abide these loose ends. It could be. He's just a detective. I hate to say this, but I have about, I don't know, five to ten minutes of battery power left on this phone. I had to plug mine in. I am unable to power my phone without running to another part of the house and doing craziness. We better wrap this puppy up. What kind of slice do you think that is? Slice soda or what kind of slice of slice soda action? Black slice? Yeah, black slice. What does that taste like? I licorice. Wish it was black slice. Okay, another I, licorice seen, slice. Yum. Have you seen the black water? <sighs> it's like BLK. Um, oh, the last time I was in New Jersey. I was in our local Sheets. Well, that's not in New Jersey, man. Which, if you don't know what a Sheets is, depending on what part of the country you're listening to, hey, it's Sheets like is a, good. It's, it's, a it's the Sheets. It's a convenience store gas station that has the touch screens where you can order sandwiches. Made to order. Stuff. MTOs, MTOs, baby. MTOs. Yes. Schmuffins, kind of like a Wawa, which I think is even a more obscure version of Sheets. That probably doesn't help. Although, hearing... Uh, Mitt Romney talk about the Wawa's was fantastic. I think anyway. Wawa's pretty well known. Did you hear Mitt Romney talk about the Wawa? I did not. He is he I, like the Wawa's? He a fan? Wawa well, fan? He's talking. <laughs> Does he even know what like, a Wawa is? I was is? in a Wawa's the other day. This Wawa's. Have you heard of that? You go in and there's a screen and you touch it and you give you say what sandwich you want. And they make it up for you. This is amazing. It's amazing the things they have. Like Somebody needs to slap him right in the face. I know. This was one of his. Like, I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing. But yeah, well, one, yeah, it's just, and you know, just his whole tone. But right, it's just it crudely out of place. Right. It goes in the, but yeah, it, this is kind of like, I don't think it's quite as bad, but the whole like George H.W. Bush, like grocery scanner thing. 
if you remember that from what in like in, when George H.W. Bush was running for president was this pre-aggression or post-aggression pre-aggression pre-aggression alright I think this was 88 he was like in a supermarket, you know, like, you know, he's doing his campaign stops. And he was in a supermarket and he saw the scanner, you know, boop, boop. Had never seen that before. He had no idea what it was. He thought he was accidentally landed on a Martian spaceship. <laughs> Blew his mind. And again, it was just this, oh, he's so out of touch, right? He has his like, you know, manservants <laughs> go to supermarkets. His and fancy butler get his half and half for him. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, the sheets—they have black water. They're selling it there. They have all kinds of these fancy. What is waters. that? So I saw it in there. It just—it's just like a bottle, pit, like super black, like black, like the like the like my iPad. Is, is it, black is it on the opaque, side. or is Completely it the actual? Opaque. Oh, okay. Well, no, 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 no. Let me get to that. Is so it, okay. it's just black, and it says BLK, and I'm like, okay, and it says like something like blah 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 mineral water, and I'm looking at it. And so I had to take it because I could not tell. Is it just black plastic? Because that's right. how black it was. Or is the water that black? No. The water is that black. It's a no. clear bottle. What? Yes. And it's like zero cut. Some kind of like, it just has extra sludge crap in it. I don't know. Oil <laughs> spill. I don't know what it is. Does it come and with I a little spoon, it. you know, that you yeah. eat it with? Well, it seemed very, you know, not. It wasn't that viscous? It was not viscous. It was very, yeah, it was just that the normal wa- water. Did you drink beans. it? No, I did not buy it. did not drink it. Get one. But, Let's get one. You know, the future of water is here, and it's black. And it's black. Just huh. like, so, you know, black slice. Black slice. It's kind of like the reverse of Crystal Pepsi. Well, that's what I was thinking, because, you know, 7-Up Gold, you know, that everybody was trying to flip the script on their... Yeah. Products, so maybe it's something Seven like up that. Gold was kind of good. Yeah, it was okay. It's okay. Crystal so, Pepsi was not that good. Yeah, I liked. I love the idea of Crystal Pepsi. I thought it was going to be so good. If Crystal Pepsi just tasted like Pepsi, yeah, that'd be awesome. It would have like just, it would just been such a mind tweak. It would have been awesome. I'd be mm-hmm. all into this. Like, oh, this clear beverage tastes like Pepsi, but I guess they don't have the technology to actually make Pepsi clear. Seems like you could just remove the caramel color. But that, like I guess that, that you actually irrevocably try the formula something. harder to make it dark than to like you have to add things to it to make it dark. Just don't add that. I don't know. I think it was psychological. And you know the black water seems gross, but I mean yeah. Pepsi totally black doesn't seem weird to us. No, but that's kind of weird. It's think extremely it. it's weird. Black I don't liquid. I got a bottle of it over there. I'm looking at it. I'm suspicious of it. Now I might dump it out and put it outside and lock the door. So you said you could see behind... Oh, I see the slice behind Walter now. And it's definitely... It looks like an I-C-E, right? Or at least a C-E. Uh, I definitely see the E. It could be an E-E. No, I don't think it's slice. It's spree. It's an F. It's melted On the right candies. side that wraps around is like F. F. But it's not even black. It's like red. Well, right. It's like black cherry or something. Yeah. But but Donnie's is pitch black. It's like... No, he's got a little... had this back then, like Pepsi One or Coke Zero, I mean. Well, it looks like like Coke Zero or Pepsi Max, you know? That's what it looks like. 
And it does end in E, or like New Coke. New Coke was a little darker. Wasn't as dark as that, but... But New Coke was earlier than this. That wouldn't have been around still in 1991, would it? And if they were going to go to the trouble of actually finding a can of New Coke and put it in the movie, they wouldn't work so hard to hide it. They would have it there. That's just part of their genius. Like, look, we really got the New Coke... Because it was 91, not 98. I mean, it could be a beer. A can of beer. I don't think so. It just doesn't look like that. I don't know if I could tell the difference just based on shape. Well, not shape. Just the design of it. It doesn't look like a beer. I can't really design. see it. I see the black and the, like, all the like little fine print. Oh, wait. And why wouldn't he just drink a Miller Lite like everybody else, man? He's Donnie. He's, He's different. Donnie. Oh, He's different. Always. Different Donnie. The delightful, dapper, damnable, diligent Donnie. All right. Okay. So, do we have any final thoughts on this minute here? I'll be interested to see what plays out big picture wise and if, in fact, we'll still be in agreement. Well, we're not necessarily in agreement about when Act Two, if there is such a thing, starts. Yeah, I'm with you. And like, I feel what, like I need to watch the whole movie again. Just yeah, all the way with through. With the act idea in my head to try to pinpoint it, because I never really thought of it that way. And I don't know. You could be. Maybe this is the act, right? I think it's it. I think like you know, ten minutes. That's all we need for this. We got everything set up. Let's move on. Now he can start addressing these challenges. But again, what is the challenge? What is stupid as it sounds, what is the dude's motivation? So, I think that's still in debate. Final thought, I guess. It's really more of a question. What What is he after here? What's the point of this movie? Is there one? Or is it just to be ridiculous? Is there a point? I guess is the question. Yeah, well that piggybacks on the question I've been having during this whole, all these past episodes is... Like is the what is the method behind the madness really mm-hmm. of this of this story, or is it just like a a yarn a rip roaring yarn and you know there's so much made about Bunny and how she had run away, and the guys trying to get her back. We don't ever resolve that, you know that always sort of troubled me, so maybe we'll find something more out about that that's what I got alright I'm giving it all she's got Captain we'll have to go up to the poop deck (laughs) and get more dilithium crystals you know what they just aren't cutting it isn't there anything else we could use haven't they made any advances in the last hundred years? Personally, I power my spaceships with trilithium, but that's just me, man. I know it's newfangled. You don't trust it. It's yes. not stable enough. Whatever. Got that. Well, I throw caution to the with wind. The trilithium resin. I just cable I, of halting all nuclear reaction within a star. I go all in, man. I go all in. Man, what I could do 
we got going on Star Trek. You don't want to know. I, I don't. I was getting shit for not liking Star Trek Voyager. By who? The other listener. I see. And for liking Deep Space Nine, which that was an absurd concept to actually enjoy that program. It was absurd. Deep Space Nine, far absurd. superior to Voyager. Thank Deep you. Deep Space Nine. Thank you. Very watchable and enjoyable. Voyager was a parody mockery of Star Trek. Thank you. What about Enterprise? Wasn't that a show, too? Enterprise, I just didn't even rate to even have an opinion of it. Thank you. Right? Well, that's basically the hierarchy I had for it, too. But ridiculed for enjoying Deep Space Nine. Inconceivable. I have a lot of preconceived notions on someone that would... (laughs) (laughs) Like Voyager, but this Deep Space Nine. And I even liked Deep Space Nine after we played the uh, Yukon Jack drinking game with it. I still liked it. That wasn't enough to soil me on the show. Oh, every time Cisco... That just made me love the show more. Every time Cisco makes a noise that's not a word, do a shot. (laughs) Great idea. It's great. Yeah. It's a great idea. Well, someone got the whole, like, yeah, it was... uh, Someone picked Dax. Well, it was a Cisco and Dax thing. Because whenever Cisco called Dax old man, <laughs> you had it, both Dax and Cisco had to take a shot. And I, yeah, I think you were Cisco and someone else <laughs> was Dax. And it happened to be an episode focusing on that. And he said he called Dax old man. Five I times. Think, at least. At least. Possibly ten, even. <laughs> it was impossible. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. It just kept going, he, and he would, he'd go, whew, old man." It's like he would, he would preface it with a little hoot or something. That's two right. shots then. Avery Brooks and his little, his hoots and his whistles, his whoosh. yeah, his little grunts, groans, utterances. I want to go watch Deep Space Nine now. All right, well I'll let you go do that. You've stoked the uh, <laughs> flames within me. You can watch it on the poop deck. Next time on. Gutter balls. Yeah, of course, Mr. Lebowski on the left. So he's a crew, uh, you know, a, a uh, handicapped uh, guy. Mr. Lebowski is disabled. Yes. 